heart and soul of a nation, beckons the call. The voice of our forefathers heard in the distance. A house divided against itself cannot stand. To reclaim our honor. honor. Our soul. The challenges of a generation call out. Future generations hang in the balance. We choose liberty. This is the voice of a nation. The nation. The nation. The nation. And now, Malcolm. Hey, welcome into the broadcast. Malcolm at 8. It is indeed the voice of a nation. And today, friends, you're in for a treat. We the people get loud to save America. That's today's broadcast right there. Now, this is a body of work that you'll be able to tap into anytime you'd like. They all go to podcasts. All those earlier days have been pretty well driven to podcasts now by the time you hear this. And you can go listen to those. We'll have them in a special place on the platform. And please share them. The key to this whole secret, friends, is to share the content. Share, please, I beg of you to share this. Uh, bring five people with you. I keep telling you, and, and then bring 10 when you can do that too. But, you know, you got to bring other people to the conversation. This is the key to saving our nation. It's to open up people's eyes, their minds, and their hearts. And that's how we do it. Now, in today's broadcast, we're going to have a marvelous panel. Uh, certainly, it's a great way to bring this thing to a climax here. And some of my absolute favorites are here today. I'm going to do the introductions all at once. And then uh, it'll be conversational throughout the broadcast as we do this. Uh, Dr. Pedro Blas Gonzalez is here today. He's a professor of philosophy at Barry University, Miami Shores. Uh, his book, uh, The Philosophical Perspective on Cinema, is in the America Out Loud bookstore and in books everywhere, of course. And uh, just a great voice for today. And uh, one of my other dear favorites, attorney Tom Rents is here. Uh, Tom Rents, Rents Law out of Ohio. Of course, you know that, friends out there. And of course, Tom has been involved in so many things in our country over the last few years. He's an incredible voice on the network now and does the Tom Wrench show. I could not be prouder to have him here uh, with us in the fight forward. Uh, so Tom is here as well today. Dr. Stephen Latula, one of my favorites, one of my heroes, actually, I always say, because uh, uh, Steve is, uh, I mean, not only is he a medical doctor and, and an excellent one of that, uh, but he is also an ordained minister. People forget that as well. And he's a United States Air Force officer. He's had multiple lives in one life, actually. <laughs> He's the author of the book Unity Without Compromise and also the title of the show here on America Out Loud Talk Radio. Hardly gets any better than that, friends. I'll say you're in for a treat as we do this. I have a whole lot more to tell you a little bit in the broadcast, but let me just set this up quickly now for you to get a sense of where we're at. Right now, America is 247 years into the experiment, okay? All right. We have three years to get to our semi-quincentennial. We have an election, by the way, in 2024, all right? That president will take office in 2025. And in 2026, we have the semi-quincentennial. Now, there are two options here, friends. It's either going to be where America is able to take a moment and take a deep breath and digest and celebrate the moment, and begin to think about the next 250 years. Really, it's the way we need to look at this thing. This experiment has already gotten us to a very interesting point, but you have to remember, all empire, all great um, empires in the existence of humankind really haven't 
made it past that 250 year mark. They sort of burn out, it seems, you know, and that's where America finds itself right now at that pivotal point. I'm going to bring on somebody who knows the footprint here of what we've been doing all week long. And that's you, Dr. Stephen Latula. Let's bring you on first, please, to get this thing greased here and going. When you and I talked about this broadcast and our team, our, our producers uh, circle here, team at the Voice of a Nation at the network, and I asked you to be personally involved in this, and you've been you've had your hands all over this broadcast uh, all week long that we've been doing this. Um, what what did you hope to gain out of this? What was your sensibility about this, and uh, how do you feel about it so far, Steve? Well, Malcolm, I, I think that we have a message that needs to get out to the world, to our country, uh, because we are truly at the crossroads right now. We are not going to survive as a nation if we do not change our course. And I have already paid quite a personal price in my life for standing up for truth, for remaining faithful to my oath as a physician, as a military man. Any way we look at it, we have to understand that we must pull together to be unified to save our country. And that is what I am hoping that every American will receive. That is the message that everyone needs to hear and everyone needs to heed. Yeah. Well, what you say is very accurate. You have sacrificed. You're exactly right in so many ways, uh, and including throughout the COVID exercise as well. Uh, they came at you at full full lock, stock, and barrel out there in the communist state of Oregon. Uh, is that correct, uh, Steve, right? That is absolutely true. My case is now going uh, in appeal in the Oregon Supreme Court, and I yeah. do hope to take down the evil people that destroy good people's lives. Yeah. Yeah. Part of the problem uh, I want to share with uh, listeners right now is that, uh, please understand, too many people in our country take this nation for granted. They take America for granted. There's too much of that happening. And they always think because America, this experiment, let's face it. I mean, it, it has been quite a ride. Really think about it, right? But it has been quite a ride. So the fourth estate, there was a time there was, that when there was a bit of honorability there. They, they would at least tell you the score of the game or tell you what was going on in the game. But we don't see that anymore. We just see lies and deceit. I want to throw the ball around the room here. And I want to go to you, Tom, because I know you have a lot. I know you and both professor have a lot to say about this. But the media, to me, has been the biggest culprit here, Tom, because we can't get the word out. And if we can't get the word out to inform people, then we're screwed. We're in trouble. And I think that's the big part of the problem, the equation, isn't it? Well, it certainly is. I mean, one of the great privileges in my life is doing the Tom Renz show here every day because wow. I can get my word out. Right. right. I can. You get you know thousands and thousands of people listening to what we say every day, and it really has an impact. But you know, if we look what they've done, Malcolm, this is really, it, it's somewhere between brilliant and insidious. Uh, you you see uh, the current, you know, just going, getting appealed right now, because why wouldn't we appeal this? The Missouri v. Biden case, right? So we have the federal government literally partnering with, with big tech to censor us. So we've got our government pushing censorship. Then you throw it, go around, you look at it, where else is this coming from? Well, it's also coming from uh, BlackRock and Vanguard. Look at what they did. They bought Fox News. They fired Tucker Carlson because he was telling the truth. They have to control the message. And then if that's not enough, we throw in the third. And this is probably where uh, where uh, Professor Gonzalez will come in. 
you go to the colleges where the broadcasters come from and you get these skulls full of mush to take a Russia's phrase coming out and thinking that if they don't push a narrative, they're not doing their job. So we don't have the Paul Harvey's anymore. We don't have the people telling the truth. We don't have critical thinkers. And even if they want to have them, you've got both the government and the, the media owners telling them that they can't say anything. Yeah. So it's a nightmare. It's an absolute nightmare for freedom. Uh, Tom, let's keep in mind what you just said, critical thinkers. That's really important, those words. I just jotted down here, critical thinkers, because that is important. And you're so right when you say here, we don't have that today. Certainly in the media landscape, we don't have that uh, for sure. Uh, it's, a, it's a bygone era, uh, to be sure. You know, you just said something else, Tom, about uh, the government. I mean, how crazy is this when you see this judge come out, Tom, this past week? Let's speak about that a moment here. Uh, we have this judge come out and reprimand. Listen to this now. He reprimanded the federal government, reprimanded the Biden administration and 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 warned them right off to not be uh, uh, in collusion. I guess best word I'd use. I don't know. You could use a lot of words here, but collusion with the media and the tech giants. What do you make of that, Tom? Oh, I mean, the only thing more shocking than that is that Joe Biden, after getting caught violating the First Amendment flagrantly, has said that he's going to appeal the ruling. <laughs> what the heck is there to appeal? They double down all the time. They double, I mean, down, double down. This guy took an oath yeah. <clears throat> to, to defend and protect the Constitution of the United States, and he just said, listen, I got caught directly violating the First Amendment, but I think it's important that we can censor people, so I'm going to go ahead and ignore the Constitution that gave me the power to do my job and uh, yeah, say, we need to appeal this. We need to try it again. It's shocking. It yeah, is it, absolutely shocking. Shocking. <laughs> you, you put it out there perfectly. Professor, pick up where Tom is now. I mean, he just laid it out there perfectly. I mean, the, the government has just been reprimanded. They've just been slapped on the wrist. And you hear what Tom says, and they come out and they're going to double down. What do you make of that? Yeah, well, I, I think it, 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 this is, you know, to play hardball here, you have to understand that the model the, the, the model of freedom, which allows for the, the you know, your, your thinkers and your free press, that model has ended. So what happens is you have a Bolshevik, you have a Marxist model, and the model is it's completely shameless, basically says free speech is an, is an enemy of the people because free speech is for, in this case, for the whites and for the 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 conservatives, etc. This is the narrative that is being driven. No wonder everything that is free speech is bad. So the model that we're living in, that we're pretending that is the old model, we're not there anymore. Okay, so this is no longer the model of democracy and free speech. Free speech is actually being told to students it's bad. It's a bad thing. It's abusive of the exploited. Therefore, what we need to do is censor people, and that's okay. And this is where we are. We have to just go forward and stop pretending that we're going to get these people to admit that they're censoring. They know that they're censoring. They're saying that censorship is good, is the 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 the, the model you do in China, for example, the Bolshevik. And so now, how do you battle that? And then you really need to call them, you know, terrorists. You need to call them totalitarians, etc. But we can't pretend that they they they're censoring and they don't understand what they're doing they're doing it on purpose and telling you in your face we have to censor you you are the bad guys who want to speak freely well the point there too steve that uh pedro is saying is so important pretending we are in the old model now this is something that freaks me out a lot the fact that 
it's like the country's moved forward, but a lot of people still are living back there somewhere. And, and it really blows my mind sometimes when people get on and they act like everything is fine. Damn it, everything is not fine. And it's like like you said, Tom, a moment ago, when the, when the government comes down and doubles down on these kinds of things, and it's a game of trickery. It's a game of trickery. We're already, and in fact, um, I mean, let me just ask you straight out, Professor, I, before I ask, actually, before we go to Steve, let me just ask you straight out. I mean, if, if we're... I mean, back to that old model and the new model of where we're at. And I'm guessing we're already pretty far down the road. I don't know how far down the road we're at, but I mean, you study this stuff, the back of your hand, but we're already pretty far down the road to becoming a a, a Marxist uh, enterprise here, uh, LLC, are we not? Oh, no doubt about it. This is what you call a pink state. This is the pink totalitarian state. If you want to call it red, we could do that. But it's definitely going to go red. But it's a pink state. You have to understand that the dialectic, for you to understand this, you have to break the, the understanding of dialectic. You cannot do that because to do that, you have to have critical thinking taught to students in the elementary, the middle schools, the high schools, and the colleges. Therefore, they don't have the tools to fight the fight. Therefore, the Bidens of the world can come to you and say, we are the good people, the ones that are saying that that experiment with America, with the Constitution, is actually a very exploitive, exploitive thing. Therefore, this is where we, but we are now. But you can't fight it if you don't have the tools. So this is the dialectic where they look in your eye and they say, appearance is reality and reality is right. appearance. Right. No, they lie the, like hell to you. They lie. You're right. With a straight eye, nonetheless. And, and they then, lie the more you. they say it more true it becomes they That's think it. isn't that the truth oh my golly you keep saying the same garbage enough and people actually start to believe this garbage uh, there are there are three uh, elements of this i see guys there's the legacy media uh which is nauseating at best uh you know there's social media the tech oligarchs and then there's independent media that has attempted to rise which is where we fit in, is independent media. We fit in, as America Out Loud, as a grassroots. It's a movement of we the people. I remember uh, a couple of months back, Kevin, uh, Senator Chuck Grassley, and I, I started the program with him by saying, hey, welcome, Senator, to we the people. And, you know, he loved that reference point. It was a senator who loved the reference point of we the people because cats like that want to talk to the people. Who are the people? Well, we are the people. We the people. We own this thing, my friends. Not you, Mr. Senator. You work for us. People forget that, obviously. Staying on the media a moment here, Steve, the legacy, the social, the independent media. I think part of the problem, let's talk about some solutions and answers next year. But before I do, uh, Steve, this comment that Professor puts out there, pretending we are in the old model, it's like we're kidding ourselves. It's like we're in a game show and we're kidding ourselves. And all these people get on and say all this crap every day. But yet we're so far down the road already. Free speech is not a thing. You were just thrown off Twitter again for the upteen time uh, because you said something they didn't like. Correct? That is correct. Yes. And, you know, it's, it's, it's both laughable and it's disgusting because... The fact is, when they censor us, they they control what we hear, and what we have is a, a new, a renewed version of the social engineering that occurred in the Nazi regime. I mean, we've gotten to the point where the top medical research institutions are saying boys can be girls, girls can be boys, and so forth and so forth. And it's like, whatever happened to science? Um, it, it's nothing but all a lie. And you would think that common sense would would define the truth in and of itself, but people are absolutely brainwashed. 
the, well, brainwashed or, uh, well, well, part of the population surely is, but then the other part are, are part of the problem, the 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 the, um, the perpetrators I'm speaking of, Steve, you know? Oh, absolutely. And yeah. and it's horrendous. Yeah. And uh, they're, they're not the brainwashed at all, I'm suggesting to you. I mean, they're, they have a mission, you know? Right? They do. They do. Yeah. How yeah. it will turn out for MSM, I don't know. They're on the decline. Look at CNN. You know, I, I personally hope that they drop dead. Every one of them, they're worthless. They're useless. Uh, so, you know, let's move on. That's what I would hope people would see. Right, right. And that's what we're all about right here, right? A hundred percent, yeah. Tom, we, we, you just, you know, I, I wow. Yeah, I mean, you made my day uh, to even hear you utter those words and say up front when you said, um, I mean, you've done so many great things already in your life. And to say that it's a privilege of a lifetime. And I know you love this talk radio medium. I know it's special to you as it is to me. There's something about it. Uh, it's hard to explain, but uh, we've seen such big um, personalities come through it. And we know it resonates. And it's still it, it's the one area that the Marxists have not been able to swallow whole yet, like they've done all the rest of it. They've swallowed everything else whole. But talk radio still has patriotism and conservatism and Americanism, and it has these values, uh, Christian values and all of that that still exist. Let's talk about solutions. We're doing the, th we're, you know, I'd like to think, Tom, we're doing some heavy lifting here. I, I, I pray we are. I certainly, you know, I put in every piece of my DNA that I can possibly put into this, um, experiment here and uh but um let's talk about the legacy media social media independent media and the, the tech oligarchs and all that what else can we do to call these bastards out tom uh, how else can we change this paradigm a little bit are we doing everything we can do or how do we get more people to the dance here i guess maybe you know well uh, you know it's an interesting thing uh yeah this is the paradigm has changed so dramatically yeah, we went to from a situation where nobody could communicate with each other, and you get your printing presses and your newspapers, and people start communicating more. And then, you know, it develops to radio and TV. But that radio and TV and printing presses, those were all controlled by a few, handful of people. Because they got hijacked. Of, they got hijacked, Tom. Yep, they sure did. They sure did. And then we had, uh, well, human nature, God, whatever you want to call it, decided to to kick in. And where there's oppression, there will always be movement towards freedom. And so you had people like Rush Limbaugh step up. You know, if I could have one one hundredth of the talent that he had on loan from God, I'd be in good shape. Uh, you know, but Rush stepped up and he broke the talk radio medium. And you're right. It's critically important because it's one of the few places where we can still say what we have to say in an uncensored fashion. So now, though, now we're seeing things change even further. People are getting their media, they're getting their knowledge in so many ways. And one of the things that I really appreciate that you do, Malcolm, is your your leverage what you're doing and what we do here to get it on podcast and elsewhere so people can get it electronically. Yeah. And that's something that I'm doing, right? Like I'm working really hard to try and find new ways to reach out and to connect and communicate with people. Yeah, we're even using alternative methods like the law, right? So some of the cases that I've filed we knew that they were very difficult cases to win. They were in good faith. I believe and stand behind every case I've ever filed, but we knew that they'd be difficult. We filed them anyways because we believed in good faith that they were proper and should be in the courts. We also knew that when we filed them, the fact that we could stand before the court and ethically put certain information in front of that court 
that we could stand behind and you know, to the extent that we would put our licenses on the line was a meaningful thing because people, you know, it's one thing to say it. It's another thing to put your, put your rear on the line behind it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that was another mechanism of getting the word out where it was very important in the COVID fight. We got a lot of information out uh, through, the, yeah. through that process. Uh, Professor, any any final thoughts on the media? I want to turn the page here. Uh, anything else we can be doing? I mean, you know what we're doing at America Out Loud. You're you're part of this esteemed uh, team, and and so blessed to have you. But um, any other thoughts we within the society that we're talking about, the class of folks we're talking about? And yes, you 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 have to understand. Uh, we have to understand that that the cowardice of what is called the rich class, the elites, it's the problem. For example, George Soros bought 18, 18 uh, a U.S.-based uh, Spanish-language um, networks, uh, you know, in, in, in radio. So uh, Radio Mambi here in Miami, a massive ratings, and then in L.A. and all over the place. And he bought them. And by buying them, he says, you're going to basically go off the air. He is not making an investment. We all know he's, he doesn't need to make that investment. He's making an investment in the ideological front, saying, the only way for me to shut you down is this way. There goes another form of Bolshevism. And of course, now the, the people have either been fired or have left. And those those nobody's listening to these anymore. Okay, so we have that. So you're going to have to find a way to get courageous people to put their money in these things. But the left has said, you are the 1%. Remember, 1% used to be bad. Now you're good that you're the 1% because you're working for the international, uh, the, the globalist, the, the big cartel. And that's the problem that now you have the rich being cool about being Bolshevik and, and Marxist, etc. So it's a it, it you you it's kind of like the criminal in the, the streets of stealing cars and stuff. You, the good guy, the righteous person, is always behind. You have to lock it up in another way. So the left says, you did that, we'll do this. We'll make your rich people hate themselves. And they hate themselves. They're absolutely self-loathing. And that's cool to be self-loathing. Oh, wow. Wow. That's fascinating. Uh, those 18 you talk about were Soros now. You're saying he purchased them just to close them down is what you're telling me. Yeah, Absolutely. He hasn't necessarily closed them down yet, but right. he threw out all the people, right. all the people. Tell you rather you might be in other words, he's killing the models is what he's doing. They're Absolutely. not they're not successful. And his whole idea was because I assume did you say these were all uh, the ones you're speaking about? Those 18 were Hispanic mar- uh, stations, networks. Is that what you said? Absolutely, because you have to understand that the two Spanish television networks are worthless. That's Telemundo and Univision. They're worthless. They're they're, they're CNNs on on, on steroids. So So he kept those in play, obviously. (laughs) Well, that's television, and that's where the so-called Hispanics in America get their so-called news. But the radio is what you guys are saying correctly with the, the there's a bunch of these these people that, that are very well known in the spanish world that are conservatives so he says i'm taking away the mic from you but he couldn't do it yeah. because he had to go in a in a, in a different way in yeah. the end yeah yeah well the 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 challenge with what the, the it's important to point out what you're saying is that within the hispanic community profession within the black community and a lot of these communities i mean really uh, they have the same values uh, that we all have. I mean, uh, they, uh, they're Christian values. They believe in family. They don't want crime. Uh, they want to be able to buy a loaf of bread. I mean, it's not terribly complicated, Professor. You know what I mean? You know, hey, right? Yeah, but but um, remember, remember, the, 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 the number of people like this panel here, 
that understands the values of America, about family, love, women, men, uh, uh, romance, understanding the family of God and so on, is the majority. But you don't get that because in the press, you're presented as a minority, as an outsider. And this is the reason they have to control the press, wow. which is to control the narrative, which is to control the human psyche. And they've done it beautifully because that's, yeah. a, that's a yeah. demonic kind of thing. Wow, 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 wow. Friends, let that sink in, please, to your thought process <laughs> when you hear the professor talk all right i, I want to let me get to this other uh, uh topic subject matter before i change it up for i want to talk to you all about the border a moment here okay all right so uh we understand what the media is doing let's talk about the border we have uh, we've never seen anything like this in our lifetimes america has never seen anything like this in any lifetime it has never happened uh we, we have lost it we're no longer a sovereign nation uh it is a wild west it has been reported to me from confidants uh, from the Center for Immigration Studies and from other uh, very sharp-minded people down there that, uh, yes, the terrorists are here. Uh, you've got the Chinese nationals in large numbers coming over, but you've got the terrorists in the past couple of weeks. They they know they're being they're They've been counted for it. They're here. And so you know that it's all timing, uh, the uprising or whatever is going to take place. These people are going to be in position at, you know, it's right, right place, right time or wrong place, wrong time. You know how that goes, friends, you know. And then we have other problems. This border is incredible. Now, there was a recent event this past week that blew my mind. And, I, and I, I, I'm going to get just a little bit out loud here for you, friends. So buckle, buckle your belt if you're not already. But so I see the reports, as you did in the last few days, that Robert, Robert De Niro's uh, 19-year-old grandson died of fentanyl. You see that report, did you? And, you know, Robert De Niro was a great actor when he had his brain in place and knew what the hell he was talking about. He was a very good actor, as some of these cats are. Um, but, uh, you know, and the story is very sad because you don't want anybody to die from fentanyl. But let me explain to you all how that happens. The fentanyl, that people that are dying from fentanyl across our country is something we've never seen before. It's off the charts. It is a massive number of people. And the, the worst problem about people, it is so serious. They are tainting this on drugs that you don't even know. You're taking something that's normal or you think it's prescribed and then somebody's got it's tainted with fentanyl or something, and you end up dead. I just see you see one of the reports the other day. Some wife killed her husband that uh, was tired of his BS and put fentanyl in the drink because everybody it's become popular culture. Oh, fentanyl will give the cat fentanyl. It killed the husband and she's going to be up on charges now. I mean, so it's become part of the vernacular is what I'm saying. This fentanyl business and the numbers are off the charts, but this is due to open borders. This is a, and so Robert De Niro, who parades the, the left, the Marxist left and was as ugly as could be with, you know, uh, with with um, a first America agenda. He was he was disgusting, ugly about it. I mean, ridiculously ugly. And now his grandson dies from this from the policies of the administration he supports. And the guy loses his family. If you can believe that. You can't make this stuff up. Now, I wonder if this cat's going to double down. Is he going to put out a video in the next couple of days and celebrate the administration or cut them a new one? I mean, it's remarkable. It's sick. And you know what he's going to do. I mean, these people, it's like they are brainwashed or something, whatever it is. I don't know. It's like they're all this way. I don't, what is it that they're doing out there on the West Coast? I don't know. I want to go see another De Niro film if they paid me. I want to go see a, listen to a Streisand record, concert, CD, or anything else if they paid me. These people are disgusting. I mean, they don't represent American values. It's it's uh, 
it's unbelievable what's happened here. So, all right, Tom, I got that off my chest. Uh, help me out here now with the border. You've never seen anything like this in your life. Come on, this is sicker beyond sick. And and the worst part about it, Tom, is we're going to pay a price for this. It, it, it may not be on, on what this day, next day or next week. We're paying a price for this, in short, and, and it will be in the short term. This, this, this exercise is going to cost us plenty. It's not going to be pretty. And it's going to, and it has the potential to make 9-11 look like nothing. That's the danger we have here. How do we fix it right now? Because uh, nothing's going to fix right now with the Biden administration. This is what they want. So we really, we're, for the next two years, we're in trouble, Tom, aren't we? Until we can pull this administration the hell out of there by the, by the hairs of their eyebrows and get rid of them. What do you think? Oh, I mean, it's a disaster second to none. I mean, listen, we've got numerous reports from very, very credible places. Yeah. Of, you know, military age people from Iran, from China. I mean, we've got we've got soldiers, enemy soldiers in our borders at this point. And if you don't think that's the case, then you aren't paying attention or you're paying too much attention to CNN, one of the two. The reality is, is that we're in a very, very dangerous position as a nation. These are people who are trained, arguably, on psyops, things like that, that can stoke riots, that can stoke this unrest, all sorts of problems, right? But that's okay, because then Biden can just declare in a state of an emergency and uh, shut down, take more power. That aside, though, Malcolm, I got to tell you, the one thing that I think that nobody is dealing with on this right. is we've got all of these whacked out leftists like De Niro talking about how we've got to have compassion for these poor refugees. You know what De Niro doesn't talk about? He doesn't talk about rape trees. I got pictures from friends who've been down on the border doing work. They've got pictures of rape trees. Do you know what a rape tree is, Malcolm? Rape trees are what they do. These traffickers who are typically from a drug cartel or some other place, they bring these people up. And let me tell you how good our Red Cross and the U.S. government is. The Red Cross and the U.S. government, they hand out prep things. They said these little packets of things you might need if you're going to try and cross the border, right? Do you know what they include in there? And there are reports that they include the morning after pill. Wow. You know why? Because if you're a woman... And you go on one of these caravans to try and get uh, shot. Oh, you're going to be raped. Border. You're going to be raped. Yeah. They're going to tie you to a tree and gang rape you. Yeah. yeah. And they want you to have the morning after pill so you don't produce another baby here because they'd rather have you abort the baby. Think about this. That's the Red Cross and the U.S. government giving the morning after pill, giving the, there's re numerous reports of this, by the way. Yeah. yeah. Giving yeah. this sort of stuff because they Sick. know. Sure. These women are going to be chained to a tree, and if they survive, they're likely to be pregnant by any one of the 30 people oh, yeah. that raped them. I mean, there's nothing more evil, Tom, than what you're describing right now. Uh, really, there isn't. Now, you know, when, when you asked me about the rape train, you said that, by the way, I was in process of taking a drink of water and almost spit it out all over the computer, by the way, Tom. So be careful when you ask those <laughs> questions. When you're up, I well, have my big red junk here. It is, is out loud network. <laughs> Life is good, my big red jug of water here. And I just think that Tom said, you're right, whatever. Uh, so, Tom, uh, this uh, the the best chance we have with the border. I mean, you, you, let's get right to the cuts of this here. Has got to be states' rights. The the states have got this. The 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 feds are not protecting the sovereignty of our nation. Clearly, the states have got to protect sovereign states, their sovereign rights. They've got to do more. 
Texas got to do more. Uh, Arizona's got to do more. California's, they've all got to do more. California's never going to do more because they're, they're already communist out there. But what do you say to that? Well, I think there's a lot more that the states can do. But That's what I'm limits. saying. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, there's limits because constitutionally that that that, that power does tend to rest with the feds. Well, Tim, I'm not, I'm not sure. They're, they, I, don't, I don't know if I agree with that. Now, I'm going to say back to you here. If I'm a governor of a state or if you're a governor of a state, we can do more than just do more. We're going to seize the opportunity to fix it for our... I, I don't understand them, frankly. I don't think they're doing enough and they're not doing more. I would seize the moment and I would have a war with the federal government and tell them to go to hell. What do you say to that? I would agree with you 100%. I would absolutely have a war over this. Now, I do think that they're going to run into certain limitations. Yeah. I mean, constitutional limitations on what they can do. And the federal government's going to sue them for if they really take uh, big steps, they're going to. Yeah, but now what Biden. about if there was a whole handful of red states got together? You know, we could just get to 26 or 27 of these cats as we got them or even half of that to come no. together. That would change everything, Tom. I would agree with you. Listen, I think there's a lot they can do. And I think one of the things I would suggest to you, Malcolm, is remember, there's value in having that lawsuit. You go ahead. You go ahead, Joe Biden. You stop Texas from shutting down rape trees. Go ahead. See, the problem is, is that these guys, these governors, a lot of these red state governors don't have the backbone to say what's actually happening. They don't want to talk about the rape trees. Yeah. They don't want to talk about the human rights issues. You know what? You make Biden take you to court yeah. and you make him. Yeah. Stop you from shutting down rape trees. Well, that's your you this show is, those trees. Yeah, this is your area. This is where you shine all the time, John, because that and what we're talking about here is lawfare. Just take it and blow it up. And that's what you do on yes, things sir. like that. So I know I applaud that, man. I applaud. Steve, get your voice in here on this. We got to move quickly on this. Yeah, I want what I'm talking about with the Board of States rights. I don't think they're doing enough, Steve. I'm sorry. And I just have to put that out there and say, uh, the Republican, I, this is where people say, well, the Republicans, I don't think the Republicans are doing enough. What do you say to that? Well, I would agree. Uh, Carrie, I live here now in Arizona and uh, Carrie Lake, when she uh, was supposed to win the governorship, said that she absolutely would declare an emergency and she would shut down the border. She would continue the wall. And I think that that is this is not optional. This is an absolute necessity to save our nation. And yes, every single border state should be recruiting other uh, military people to uh, armed military people yeah. to deflect all those who are coming illegally to our country. It's called defending our borders. It's called supporting the Constitution and to hell with the federal government. That is the answer. And say, don't do it. Hey, but that is, uh, Steve, thank you. To hell with the federal government. That is the answer right there. Um, Professor, you see where we're at here. If we don't start to play tough and fight evil right in their face, we're going to lose, brother. Yeah, yeah. You, you got to remember the, the border situation. They they talk about this miracle of phenomena that nobody understands. They're coming in in the great numbers. And what do we do? Listen, it's called open border. The world does not have countries, does not have nations. It has no different peoples. We're all one people. This is the left. So the idea is to make America less white. And they know that, whatever the hell they mean by less white. Okay. So that is the idea. When these people come in, they will have a point when they fill them up with the, you know, the 30 million or whatever it is, that they won't do one by one amnesty. They'll say everybody gets amnesty just like that. Start voting. 
Just like, just like that. So what do you have to do? You have to start defending the border. But the problem with defending the border is it's a kind of a prediction. You're going to end up again with this January 6th thing again, that they're going to round up all these people, a kind of militia, which is what you need. But they're going to round them up and everybody is afraid of that. And that is what the government is kind of provoking. Okay. All right. All right, guys. So let me let me now uh, reset the tone here for what we're doing here. And what what a what a fascinating conversation, uh, everybody. And I mean, just brilliant voices here. Uh, Professor Pedro Blas Gonzalez, Attorney Tom Renz, Doctor Steve Latula. Wow. I mean, great conversation. Now we're going to talk about a little bit here. We're going to have to move quickly here. But the educational system. I want to touch on the elections in one nation under God. Where are we exactly? And that's what we're talking about right now. And, uh, you know, we the people get allowed to save America. What does that take, really, right? That's what we're doing. A couple of big things to tell you about. I must get right to it real fast here, but let me just bring in. I am so excited. You're going to be the first one to know if you're listening to today's broadcast. This is a very exciting news. And we've been planning this for about six, eight months now. But our team has just done it overnight uh, we are now rebranded on America Out Loud, and you'll start hearing it on the top of the hour spots and everywhere else. And uh, you're right. The new name is now AmericaOutloud.news. What do you think of that? So no longer will you have to say AmericaOutloud.com or what have you. The news is in our title. AmericaOutloud.news is the platform name. It's the name of the network now that you'll be able to say, and you'll start seeing other changes happening with that America out loud dot news. Now, yes, the dot com still goes there. We didn't lose our minds collectively here, but uh, we want to be branded as a news organization and bring the news to the people, to the we the people. So I could not be more excited about this. I have to tell you, I've been trying to get my guys to do this for about, about eight months. And they were really like, well, we got to do this. We got to do that. We got to do this. We got to, we got to bat, bat down the hatches. I said, come on, just get it done, please. I want it done. We got it done. Just happened last night. In fact, overnight, everything was um, uh, moving, all the servers and all the stuff around the world. So if you've seen a maintenance, a maintenance page up for a couple of hours, that's what was going on overnight. And of course, we, we get a lot of people that still come to the, the platform overnight all the time from all areas of the world. Uh, <laughs> excuse me, but anyways, very, very exciting stuff there. Uh, so AmericaOutloud.news. Okay, so help us get that out there and you're gonna, you'll are gonna you start to see some of the other changes. The other thing, friends, I want to just tell you quickly, AmericaOutloud.shop is that other branch now of all the work we're doing, all the help we're given with all the doctors and the special program that we have on this network. And it is incredible. It is incredible. Second to none. And uh, I could not be more pleased with the, with the level of... Um, uh, just brilliant minds and uh, people that are here on this network here. But uh, so markarloud.shop has all those negotiated products that we talk about on the shows. Uh, so you can get with uh, the wellness company, Spike Support, uh, and One Wellness, the medical plan there, at 25% off. It's the only place you can get 25% off out loud code. Use that. You go to the shop, click that ad. It'll put you right there and get the discount, Okay. HealthyCell.com, 25% off the first order. Cofix, it's all there. All the discounts, all the products. Take a look and do your research. Do your research or send your questions in. And by the way, we have a new newsletter going out now every week. You'll be, you'll get a newsletter in from the uh, platform here, from the, uh, uh, the, the master chefs at America Out Loud with all the things we're working on and some exciting things happening. You can subscribe right back at AmericaOutloud.news. 
Okay, happy to say that. Now, first time I've said that on broadcast. Uh, go on the um, uh, in the center post there. You'll see sign up for the newsletter there. It's the third post down on the front page of America Wild, or just just send us your your email. Uh, it uh, uh, it uh, talk at americaoutloud.com. How's that? Just send your email in and I'll make sure you get on the list. Okay, friends, we'll take a quick pause and we'll join you just on the other side here. You're listening to the voice of a nation. The silent majority has spoken. We say, let the silent voices be heard. You can be the voice of change. Contact our producer at liberty at americaoutloud.com liberty at americaoutloud.com world-class care from doctors you can trust all from the comfort of your home that is one wellness dr peter mccullough and his team at the wellness company launched the one wellness membership to provide free monthly supplements and unlimited telemedicine access with doctors that share your values be a part of a revolutionary new healthcare system that puts your health and well-being above the interests of Big Pharma's bottom line. It's the way healthcare should be. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first month of One Wellness. Maintaining a strong immune system has never been more critical. Nutrition company Healthy Cell created Immune Super Boost to help you strengthen your immunity. Unlike other supplements that don't work, Immune Super Boost is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed nutrients proven to support immunity, like vitamin C, D3, zinc, elderberry, and echinacea. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com. Code out loud. Millions of Americans are needlessly suffering from the long-haul effects of the toxic spike protein. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at the Wellness Company designed their spike support formula to counteract harmful spike protein from COVID-19 and vaccines so you can feel your best. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Here we take on the challenges of our generation so that we can preserve future generations. AmericaOutloud.com, seven amazing years. We know that if America fails, the world will fail. It is incumbent upon us to carry the torch for liberty. America Out Loud Talk Radio, liberty and justice for all. Welcome on back into the voice of a nation. It is Malcolm Out Loud here. And thank you as always, my fellow Americans, for joining us on the mission here. It's the mission of liberty and justice for all. <laughs> Got to slow this down just slightly with our words so we can let that penetrate our minds and our hearts and our souls. It's important, right? It's important. Uh, we have here today on the broadcast, Dr. Stephen LaTulip is here, attorney Tom Rents is here, and Professor Pedro Blas Gonzalez is here. It hardly gets better than this is what I would call the A-team. Well, we're going to battle any time with this group here, believe me. All right, we're, we're, we're talking about the five pillars of liberty. We've done two. We've got to put this on, uh, get it in the fast lane of the highway here. I want to talk about the education system. Obviously, it's gone rogue. Uh, for sure, they're teaching kinds of pornography, sex stuff in the schools. Uh, all this stuff has really gotten whacked out. It's it's something I've never seen. Uh, none of us have seen this. 
Professor, you can talk about this here. How bad is it and how do we fix it? Those are the those only two things I want to know. How bad is it? How do we fix it? Okay, yeah, sure. It, it's completely indoctrination what's going on. So we have to find a way to completely get away from the centralized Department of Education in Washington, turn it to the states. That's one thing. Then you're going to have to, as Thomas suggested, become litigious. You're going to have to find yourself giving these people lawsuits all over the place in the different boards of education, and maybe they'll listen. And another one is this way you can defund the states, the, the, the Department of Education of the different states, when they continue to teach stuff that is clearly indoctrination. There, There's one case, there's one place here that really the law, the, the actual lawsuits of individuals is going to make, I think, uh, the the left dance on their on their heels uh, uh, with the with the lawsuits. Okay, that's good. That's good. What you put out there right now, Tom, pick up on that. I love the way he referenced the uh, that we're going to need to be more litigious. Of course, you came to my heart right then as soon as he said those words. I'm going to call my buddy Tom up and get some of these suits out there. <laughs> to, to, what pick up on what he's saying about the Department of Education? Our government, our federal government, was never supposed to be in education. They were never supposed to be in healthcare. They were never supposed to be in any of this stuff. This is not what the framers envisioned this country to be. Uh, so what, what do you say about what Professor says there? Well, he's he's dead right. Uh, I actually did on my show, I don't know, a few weeks back, we talked about the history of education and the current system. Yeah, the first public school in the United States, I believe, was started in the 1600s. But schools in the United States until uh, late 1800s were ran by churches. And in fact, even in the Ohio Constitution, uh, there's a reference to uh, uh, education and, you know, a moral upbringing, because the, the Constitution in Ohio was written in 1851. And at that point, you went to school at the church. And a big part of education was teaching you to be a good moral person. It wasn't until later on that we decided that uh, we needed to completely rip church out of state. And by the way, the separation of church and state was never the separation of church from state. It was that no state uh, action could be could be used to endorse a specific religion. It didn't mean that the state couldn't have or the people at the state couldn't have religion, just meant that they couldn't prefer right. one a good or point. another. That's a good so point. Yeah. When the schools lost the ability to teach you to your kids to be good moral people, then we lost our culture. It, we were a Christian, a Judeo-Christian nation founded on Judeo-Christian principles, and we came together with a single unified American culture based on those principles. Doing that led us to become the greatest nation in the world. In the 60s, okay. with a few cases that separated church and uh, schools and morality from schools, we saw everything shift. And if you take the buildup that the United States experienced up through the 60s, and then you see what happened in the generations after the 60s and the decline that we're facing now. Uh, well, you can see what happens when the schools aren't teaching a common culture and value system. Yeah, uh, for sure. Absolutely. I love the way you uh, thank you for that. Um, taking the education system, talking about the problem and then bringing God right in there is so important. And Steve, that's a great segue to you, brother, because uh, we're talking one nation under God here. Listen. I remember back as a young lad, Steve, let me keep it real simple for you. I remember back as a young guy, they were fighting about the manger scene at the local Kmart. It started there for, for, for me anyways, that I seen it. I really didn't know what the hell that was all about. 
But I remember that was very offensive to some people. Of course, uh, you know, we we were at Sunday school all the time. We were learning this stuff in school, uh, in the church in Sunday school. And uh, but there was that argument about, you know, again, removing the manger scene. And it went from there and it then it just seemed to escalate forward uh, with the school system pulling God out of everything. And then it was uh, sports. They want to do the national anthem. And then if they did do the national anthem, they want to kneel on the flag and they want to just piss on everything. And it just was a corruption. of It was the rot, it was a cultural rot, is the best way I'd say it, a cultural rot of society from indoctrination of education to God uh, in our uh, system here. Uh, bring it back, uh, Steve. Uh, what's the recipe? Well, it's going to be hard work. I mean, what else are we going to do to stop this indoctrination? You've already got a couple of generations that are indoctrinated, right? That is true. And how do we fix that? Uh, right. It's a very difficult thing. The The real downhill slide began when they removed prayer and the Pledge of Allegiance from the schools. Um, and I, just to piggyback off of what uh, Tom Wren said, uh, at the during the first uh, institutions of higher learning in America, actually the Bible was the very first textbook, and there was a reason for that. It was based on Proverbs one seven, which says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, and. If the more you dig into the Bible, the more you realize the truth and wisdom in that. And if people are being driven away from God, away from the Bible, uh, what better way to destroy a nation? Because history has shown us time again, that's exactly what happens to every nation. Every nation that falls is because of mer- uh, a moral, uh, spiritual collapse. Yeah, yeah. A moral decay, a cultural rot that has been building for some time now, for a couple, three decades here, it's been building big time. And here we are, we're getting the, uh, we're reaping the, the, um, the, they're not benefits, obviously, but we're reaping the crap from all of those policies and all of this uh this rot over the years here. Uh, Professor, The um, I want to bring it now to a head of elections. I want to talk, go right around the room here, talk to each of you about elections here a moment here. Uh, we started with elections on Monday with Sidney Powell. We talked about, um, we talked with her, uh, had a great talk um, about um, elections. She believes we need to go down, go back to hand ballots, get, get the hell off the internet totally. Uh, President Donald Trump just came out uh, last few weeks and he's been talking the same line. Time to get off the Internet, uh, hand ballots uh, and have have a system in place. So there's no cheating where the left and the right are in the room counting the ballots and, you know, so on and so forth. But they just think that's a problem there. That and they're also saying if the left is going to do ballot harvesting and all these other nefarious things, mail in ballots and, you know, the mule system, then the right's going to have to do it as well. In other words, corrupt breeds corrupt or where do you start, where do you end? What do you say about all that with the election system and how we fix it? Yeah, I, I definitely have to go back to to paper ballots. They, these people, these people are, are sinister. These people are diabolical. They understand that the the their their in group, their their team is the the people that run the internet and they run the Googles and the YouTubes. They know that that's that's their people. So for the next election, if 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 they got it really well built up for for the last one, the next election is going to be, I think, very bad. Very bad because these people are not backing up. These are the bullies that need to be punched in the mouth. And I, I, I'm very concerned with they're going to steal it again. And they will tell you that no, we, we didn't steal it. And then people will believe that they you know, never stole the first one. And this one was not stolen again. All right, Tom. So you'll hear what pr- Professor is saying there uh, in with the elections there. What do you think about this? I mentioned when we started the week and then talked about hand ballots and all of that. Do you support that? 100%. I mean, listen. 
Uh, to my mind, 2024 is make or break for this country. And there are two things that we have to do. First of all, the, the paper ballots, the hand ballots. My question for the other side, the people who say we shouldn't do that, is why? If, if we've lost faith, uh, you know, a good portion of America has lost faith in the election system. So let's just eliminate the problem. What's the problem with doing that? Why do you have an issue with that? What's your question. problem with paper ballots and people observing from both sides to count? I don't see any issue with that. There's no downside to it. it. may take a little bit longer, but it can't take much longer. It took us weeks the last couple of times for them to do all the cheating they needed to do. So let's go back to paper. Let's make sure that it's something that you got people there that can see the counting and let's do that. The other thing that I think we've got to do is you know, while we're going through the process of fighting to get this corruption out of the election system, uh, you know, I agree with what you mentioned at the beginning. You got to play the game by the rules of the game. I'm old martial arts guy, right? And one of the things you learn as a fighter, if you're studying self-defense, you see someone come up and gets in a wrestler stance and you've got boxing background. You know what you don't do? You don't wrestle them. You make them box you, right? right. So for us to bring a knife to a guns fight and and to not do ballot harvesting and the mules and the whole nine yards just the way that the left is doing it means that we're setting ourselves up to fight that wrestler in a wrestling match when we're boxers. It doesn't make sense. The rules of the game are crappy, but we have to play by the rules of the game or we're going to get our butts kicked and America can't handle another Joe Biden four years. No, no, no. Tom, that is perfectly said what you say right there. Steve, you support that or what? what's your uh, counterpoint on that, please? I, I do. I'd first say uh, let's not even ask uh, the silly rhetorical question of why would they not endorse paper ballots? The reason, and we everybody knows the answer, because that's the only way they can win. And yes, we must take uh, the ballot back. We must again, uh, somehow secure elections by any way possible, uh, we have to stop them. When they tell us to go away um, at, at these election centers or that a pipe is broken, everybody has to leave, we just simply say no, and we must stand our ground. Uh, and also, let's remember that we are at war. This is a battle. This is a war for our country. And the rules of engagement and warfare are very different from the rules of civil societies. And we need to recognize and accept that we really are at war here and we need to play by the rules of war. Yeah, yeah. Man, that is that is just perfect. So that is a great way. I want you, friends, listeners, please take what just was said. That was a brilliant end uh, with all the voices there to what is being said here. Uh, I have been saying repeatedly, it is time for us to fight fire with fire, my fellow Americans. We can no longer sit on the sidelines of life. We should not have sat on the sidelines when they started kneeling for the flag and acting like the imbeciles that they were. We should then none of this stuff should be acceptable. The left keep pushing and pushing and pushing. The Marxists, they want more, they want more, they want more. And the problem is the Republican establishment and the Patriots continue to acquiesce. Uh, it's like a do-si-do, -si -do, if you will. It's like a square dance, a do-si-do -si -do, out the door. Yes, sir, manda, banda, mo. I mean, come on. Enough is enough. No more square dancing. No more square dancing. Enough is no more do-si-do -si -do in here is all I'm saying here. 
I have to take control back. And this is where the people, This is, and this is the fight here. This is what we're talking about. We, the people, this is the fight. This is the spirit of 1776. We're talking about Ray. Do you, you, do you hear me, friends? Do you hear me? This is the spirit right this moment of 1776. When you hear Professor Pedro Blas Gonzalez, Attorney Tom Rents, and Dr. Stephen Latula share this incredible conversation, what was on their heart, what was on their mind, their soul with you. They're speaking totally from that vantage point. You're hearing the uncensored truth. Totally. That's the beauty of everything we talked about today in the Five Pillars of Liberty. It's the beauty of this network. It's the beauty of all the work that we want to do, liberty and justice for all. You know, at the top of America Out Loud, celebrating seven incredible years, working to restore liberty and justice to our beloved America. Friends, I weep for my nation today is what I do. I weep for my nation. It's right there. Home of the free because of the brave. Right? Here we take on the challenges of our generation so that we can preserve future generations. It's all there. It's right there at the top of this network. All of our team represent that message. This is a message. It is so well said right there. And it's a message that comes from God Almighty. This was a message that came to me, uh, the vision of this network, this grassroots movement back seven years ago in April 2016 of a year of our Lord 2016. I really can't take all the credit for that at all. I mean, it was a message that was delivered to me that we it was time to do something, to raise the stakes, to raise the bar, to do something different. Here we are. This is this moment in time. We are now coming up three years away. And it is it is a moment when Tom Wren says, well, I, I think it all, let me be very clear with you today. When he says he thinks it might fall on this next, I'm very clear with you. We are going to have an election in the year 2024. We're going to elect a president who will take office in 2025. In 2026, this nation, God willing, turns 250 years old. That semi-quincentennial is a moment. It's a moment of patriotism, a moment of pride. It's a moment where all good people fight for the values of where we stand today, the truth of this nation, what we were founded on. It's an opportunity to make our framers proud. It's to make this nation proud and to be counted again and for the world to see that in such a way. I hope that makes perfect sense to you as it does to me. Thank you for joining me on the mission here. It's time to get involved and get loud, America.